to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast, where we teach and mentor you, the health and fitness professional, on how to holistically transform your client's body, health, and life. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Sylvan. Alongside me, you'll hear from Joe Arcos, Sarah Fennell, and Barrett Ozef. Each episode, you'll have a combination of us sharing our 70-plus years of combined knowledge and experience in the health and body transformation industry. Our goal is to help you expand your awareness of holistic transformations and teach you how to get deeper results for your clients. Let's jump into this episode. All right, welcome to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast. I'm Ken Sylvan, and I have the master himself, James Monroe. How are you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, you're always here, so I figured, why not, right? Yeah. And, the, <laughs> and the first, too. This is amazing. Like, yeah, that's how it all started, just the two of you. I know. It'll be, it's, it's kind of odd actually being somewhere else and actually being on a video. I'm used to just being like in my underwear doing this, so this is very different for me. So. Today, we are talking about how to get clients to stay with you. Right. And I want you to come talk about that today because mm-hmm. I've known you, how long have we known each other? Uh, like 15, 20 years. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah. And... Ever since I've known you, you've always had no problem keeping clients. Mm-hmm. You know, like you've been the trainer in the gym that has tons of them and they renew and they renew. They're bringing you gifts. I remember one Christmas <laughs> and Christmas always, you know, mm-hmm. clients bring you gifts. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I got a couple cards and you got all these things there. And I'm wondering, how does this guy get all these gifts? And that was like the sign that your clients love you. Mm-hmm. So... I figured why not have you on and for a lot of our students just you know we do have something called the transformation mentorship where students go through they become a stress reduced fat loss practitioner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I want them to start understanding if you're out there a coach or you're a nutritionist what do you need to do to keep clients there because you can know as much as you anything you can know a million items on the planet but I think if you don't know how to keep clients in your system you know Mm -hmm. in your roster uh, your business is always revolving right so that's kind of what I want us to go through Mm -hmm. today um, tell me about yourself. Let's tell the viewers, who, who is James Monroe? You've obviously been in this game a long time. It's yeah. not like you just got your camp at Pro yesterday. Yeah. So. Uh, well, a bit about myself. Um, started with sports physiology, uh, did my degree uh, in Ken. Um, from there, branched off into things like rehab. Tried to find my way, really. I wasn't sure if I want to do sports-specific training, if I want to do just generalized training. So early on in my career, I was all over the place. So it allowed me to dip into each field and each field me offered something for my coaching abilities. Uh, eventually, I settled on uh, general population. And from like that, that, general yeah, population. that general population. Gen pop. Yeah, gen pop. Um, only because as a trainer, um, that's the broadest spectrum and that's the easiest. So uh, I still have niche people that I work with, but I know from, you know, in this industry that if you really, really, you know, go niche too fast, you can lose yourself and it doesn't become worth it. And then you tend to move on to a career that you may not enjoy as much as fitness. So for myself in doing the various, it allowed me to see what I was good at and who I resonated the best with. And that was Gen Pop. And that's what made my career. And that's kind of where I am today. Um, I do have, you know, various other people that I work with, like athletes, uh, younger kids who, you know, are want to be athletes. Um, but for the most part, general population um, was my go-to. And you got a lot of uh, 
got some stuff behind your names. Let's talk about that. You know, That's obviously, true. my family sees you. My son, Kenny, sees you. He's like an yeah. up-and-coming soccer kid. Well, they can't call him a kid. Now. Yeah. He's going to kill me for that. Yeah. But he's 14. But no, yeah. he's, he's, he's a young man. He's a very good athlete. Yes. My daughter, who's a gymnast previously, Jayla, she's seen you. Callie, who's a dancer, she's seen you. My wife's a firefighter, seen you. Mm-hmm. I try to see you. And I remember my wife getting her hair done and looking like smelling amazing. I go, I'm going to go see James. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? I'm like, <laughs> like, it doesn't even smell that good for uh, me. Getting there, don't get mad. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, tell a little bit about, you know, obviously FST is a background. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all yeah. that stuff behind your name. Let's talk a little bit about that. All right, yeah. So a couple things. So outside of my, the, the certifications or the, the degree that I have, um, I, I branched off uh, into different certifications. The one that I work the most with is probably fascial stretch therapy. Uh, now known as Frederick Stretch Therapy, and it's um really? it's an American it's an American based um you know couple that has designed something so amazing uh, to work with uh, mobilization and stretching people that it really transformed my business when I was here. Uh, so you know from being a, a level three FST practitioner to doing sports specific FST, so it's just a table based stretch uh, therapy practice. Um, it just goes hand in hand with my training. Uh, yes, and you being a level three. There's like what two in the world? <laughs> no, there's there's a few more now. There's there's limited amounts. Uh, definitely not as many level threes as twos and ones because it, it takes more of a commitment on the person to want to do that and to want to build that business side of it. And a dollar sign. Um, and a dollar a lot sign of investment, too. right? Yeah, yeah. You, you invest time and a lot of money to go do this. Uh, so there's limited, um, but every single level has made me better at what I do and more capable, and that just you know gives more results. So, so fascial stretch therapy is one. Um, I am a pro trainer for CampFit Pro, so I do, um, I do conduct their classes for them. So I, I coach other trainers, I train other trainers, and I certify them uh, through the CampFit Pro method. So uh, that's one extra little thing that I have for fun that I do. Um, I do uh, teach health and wellness at Durham College for the, uh, well, it used to be known as the Justice and Emergency Services Program. Now it's Social and Community Services. But so health and wellness is really all about it. Um, most of my certs revolve around it. And every cert that I have just kind of helps me get better at one specific thing that I'm helping people with. And when we worked together mm-hmm. at Extreme Fitness many, many moons ago, oh, geez. right? We our job was coaching trainers. Specifically, yours was yep. you know manager of personal training. I said yep. at some point, and then obviously director of the health center. You did that as well. So coaching other coaches is something you've been doing. We've been doing for forever, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's man that that goes back some years, but I, we, I were, know, right? we were we were doing that for. We've worked together as, you know, trainers of trainers and managers of trainers for, I'm going to have to say, like 10, 12 years before yeah. we even branched out into, into, doing, into doing this. So, yeah, there's some, there's some experience there. So, seen a lot of trainers come and go and started to see the trends of what happened. And, you know, as part of seeing that and working with people myself, I just kind of took the best of all the worlds. And it's kind of how it made things work for me here in retention. You know, so in other words, what James is saying is, he has a right to talk about this shit. So. <laughs> I got a few experience. I would say I have enough experience to share. Yes, I would say so too. All right, so let's get into let's get into this topic. Let's get into the I guess the, the meat of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things we want to go through is a couple points that maybe you've seen with coaches over the years struggle with, and or more so reasons why mm-hmm. you've done so well with not just getting results because obviously mm-hmm. results are a big part of clients wanting to stay. Yeah, you know you, you got to get results, and you're the master of getting results. So any coaches out there, whether you're a nutritionist, trainer, whatever, you got to get results. Yes. But beyond that, I've seen trainers that were amazing, mm-hmm. you know, like so technical, so great, and they just can't keep clients or struggling to make money. So mm-hmm. what was, let's go over our first point. What was maybe one thing that you could say, the first thing that 
is a big part of keeping clients in and having them come in and keeping them staying there. So what's be the first point there? I think the most important point about training in even nutrition and any kind of coaching is you have to create an experience. There's a lot out there. Um, there's a lot of different things that people will go try and go do. But if you can create a full experience for someone where it's a, you know, it's an experience when they come that there's nothing else like it. Like you have something to offer them and it doesn't have to be like the best program. There's, there's nothing you can't do with the with squats, deadlifts and your presses. Like five exercises can change someone's results. But it's what you add into that from how you assess them initially, what you show them, how you just interact in general, showing the human side of you, uh, creating that experience so that when, they're, when, they're, when they purchase from you, you're not selling them, they're buying from you. They're saying, I like this, I like everything about this. So from the moment they walk in your door, they feel like they're at home. This is the place that they know they want to be. They don't mind sharing things. They, they know that there's going to be ups and downs. And just creating that from uh, how we assess to how we train to uh, all the little details that we get right in an session, like opening a session, closing a session, doing things so that we they know that we value them and it feels like to them they're getting more than what they paid for. All right. I like that. So even and and even if they're coaches out there thinking about the online space, right? A lot of our, a lot of our coaches listening could be online coaches, they could be yeah. online nutritionists. Still creating that experience so that and that could be how you start the session, how you yeah. greet them. All those little things matter. Like a client goes, "Hey," and you're like, "Hey, how's your day going? Yeah. Good." If you're the coach and you're yeah. coming yeah. at your client that way, irrespective of your last session of the yeah. afternoon or your first in the morning, or you're arguing with your significant other, or your kids are calling you an emergency, or, or your dog just crapped everywhere and you got to go pick him up from the kennel or something. You can't you can't start your session or be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. Like, just you have to come in with something more, right? Now, you you have to treat each session like it's your only session of the day, and it, it's easy as coaches to have when you get busy and you get you know you get a roster full of clients, you got ten calls that you got to make, and you know it's going to be busy, and you know you haven't had something to eat. It's you look at this client, you say, you know what, they have so many sessions with me. I'm just going to I'm just going to take this one off. I'm just going to, you know, just listen just do the thing and just, you know, just give some standard feedback. That's where we make the mistake. Like clients, Mm -hmm. they've come to know how how we are and who we are and how we interact. And they feel that and they may not feel like they're getting the best. And it's, you know, it takes a while to build up that good name. And when you're doing everything right, taking that time off doesn't help you. It actually hurts you further on because some people will look back and be like, I don't think he was really into it today. And is it me? Did it? And then they start doubting everything that you've done. So no sessions off. Like you, you come ready to go, you show up and you do it no matter what your day's like. Uh, so it's the smile. It's the, it's the greeting. It's the, you put others first. Remember, we're not the rock stars. They are, they're the mm. rock stars. And we have to, like we, we kind of cater to that a little bit and, and, you know, elevate them a little bit because that's, that's how they have to be in order for them to feel like we're working with them and we're not just telling them what to do. Like it's yeah. a, this is us, like we're doing this together. And that's, that's a big part of creating that experience. I think that's a good thing you've done is made it an us thing. You yeah. know, even I remember even watching back in the day when we do boot camps, <laughs> boot camps. James, your boot oh, camp. Geez. Like, okay, boot I gotta, camps. I gotta paint a picture here, everyone out there. So imagine, mm-hmm. you know, we each are, are teaching different nights boot mm-hmm. camps. So yeah. I have a night, you know, Bart has a night, James has a night. Yeah. And when James's nights there, the lineup of ladies was like around the corner. And I was like, what's going on? I need more cologne. They need to wear less clothes. Like, what's, you know, but I realized one of the best things you did was connect with each person. Mm-hmm. The music, the playlist, like everything was catered to the people that showed up. 
the workout was great, mm-hmm. but you weren't smashing them. They walked yeah. out with a smile. It was fun. Yeah. And I think the whole experience was great rather than a lot of ours was awesome workouts, mm-hmm. but people were like crawling out the door, shitting themselves. And yours was like, <laughs> I'm busted, but yeah. I had a great time. I yeah. love the music. Mm-hmm. It's good camaraderie. And that's a big part of creating that experience, right? Yeah, right? I think that comes back to really knowing the heartbeat of the client, like knowing... Yeah kind of what they need that's kind of like a I guess a first step is know the heartbeat of your client what do they need mm-hmm. what do they need from you because mm-hmm. then you can create a better experience for them yeah for sure like all too often when we get a lot of clients we tend to either generalize to people um, because we have so many mm-hmm. or we tend not to you know to want to dive in too deep because then we start spending time with them realize that our time to them is worth it um, and, and you're right like just the simple things like from a playlist uh, even from how I greeted them, we would do simple things like Christmas workouts. We would do Halloween workouts. We do themed. Now, we're not doing any different exercises than what you guys would do, but just how we would name things and how I would promote them to people. It's just, again, it comes back to like, I know who they are. I know what they need and I will cater to that. And that is what really draws people in because we can, we can be just a trainer but you can be more than a trainer or you can be just more than a nutritionist. Sure, as a nutritionist, we can just hand out food plans and be like, here's what you got to do and just go do this. I'll know you'll get great results. But if you really don't dive in with them and, you know, who knows, make up funny meal prep names or do things that's going to want them to buy into what you're doing and to take, you know, take control of their own sense, they're never going to follow you just because it's just like, I can get this anywhere. And, And why am I doing this? Like, is it really helping me or is this like, because in the first minute that they get stuck or they do something, they just, well, it doesn't really matter anyways. Like, it just doesn't really care. So it, I guess it's that I care attitude that that creates that. All right. Um, and then I guess I guess in doing that, um, have you ever had someone where you're actually trying to get that greater experience and you kind of miss the mark? Like, you're like, okay, I'm trying to get this, you know, I'm, I'm being a certain way at the client. They're just yeah. not responding. You're almost it's like you're like throwing stuff at the wall, trying to get the stick. I'm like, how do I get this person motivated? How do I get them to like respond? Have you ever had that? Or Oh yeah, absolutely. There's times when, um, no it, names. It, yeah, exactly. yeah, <laughs> no yeah, names. yeah. Yeah. No names. No, we're not going to be naming anybody, but you know, there are times when I just can't read people for whatever reason. And maybe, you know, as much as I like to pride myself on recognizing different personalities and how to interact with different personalities, uh, from a coaching perspective, it's, it's the way you communicate with people will either, you know, help them be successful or it'll turn them away Mm. so I pride myself on getting to know them but some people I just couldn't read and it it really came down to just coming back down to maybe sit with the client a little bit and and, and get them to evaluate you like do you like what we're doing and and finding out more getting their feedback because once I started getting feedback and then asking you know more of their input into the session it really changed how I coached them and then that brought, maybe that brought them out a little bit more to me. So it allowed it. But yeah, things are some, with some clients, it's a little touch and go. You're like, I don't know if I'm really like, am I making yeah. an impact? I'm like, can I do this? Give me something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you do have to make each session a little different. Like I can't be the same person in every single session. I can't be the drill sergeant one time. And I can't really be like the, you know, the, the nurse the second time. Like I really have to mold and chameleon to them. But for those people I couldn't read, it was really just getting more information from them to help me right, understand more about them. And then because they were giving me more, all of a sudden I find out like a little bit more bits of information that helped me then identify who it was. But yeah, it, it was never some people are just it takes a while to go do and that's OK. Just keep working with them. Yeah, I like the I like the point you said about um, get feedback from them because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us in any not just fitness, but in mm-hmm. a lot of 
businesses. Yeah. People are concerned mm-hmm. on getting feedback because mm-hmm. it may be something that rips their butthole and they're like, oh, I don't know if yeah. I like that. But yeah. I found finding and getting feedback consistently from your client is a great way of knowing, mm-hmm. well, which way am I going? Mm-hmm. Am I going the right way? How do you need to be coached? What do you like to be yeah. said? Things going great, and that doesn't have to be every day. You, you speak to them, but if you have coaching calls every week or every couple of weeks, you can always find out, yeah. and then you know kind of where if you're going the right direction. Because sometimes you may think you're going this way mm-hmm. in a client's life, and you're really going that way. So right. I think getting feedback is is a big one. And that kind of leads into our next one, which is letting clients know what's coming around the corner. You know, like uh, for example, right? Like yeah, you train them and. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they send you a message, you know, kind of cursing you because they fell down the stairs walking because they have doms, you know, and they're, you know, they have a, they have a meeting, they're in pumps and they're walking on the, you know, and that's, that's not, that's not cool. You can lose clients that way, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I mean, in, in this aspect, like the one thing is, is, is letting people know kind of what's coming. If, if things are going to go well, potentially where could they be? So you've identified what they need to do. They've agreed that this is what I want to do. And then letting them know, like, hey, in two months, this is where we could be if we do these types of things. Like, potentially, it's not fitness, nothing's guaranteed. We know that. Yeah. But in general, like the most basic program, along with, you know, healthy nutrition, healthy, healthy movement, will get people where they want to be. But if you let them know, and this is what's coming down the chain, some people who are really into like that results driven, I want to be there, it helps them commit to it. For some people who are more motivated by, well, if I don't get there, Sometimes I'll tell them the opposite stuff too as well and be like, hey, like in two months, this is where we could be, but here's also where we could be. Here's some of the pitfalls that we may run into. So when they start running into that, they start to realize that I'm not on track and they maybe will self-correct or as a coach, when you have that conversation, like what's really going on here, they know they're expecting that. They're not going to get blasted and be like, you're coming down on them hard. In some cases, yeah. Are we the alphas? Yes. But not every single session has to be that way. But letting people know what's happening two months, four months, six months. So they know that there's an end, potentially, if they do the best that they can possibly do. And maybe sometimes we ask a little more than their best. And that's, you know, in our in our transformation mention, we talk a lot about mm-hmm. doing the assessment, our yeah. five-step assessment. Yeah. And that's a big part of figuring out why someone's stuck, but then also mm-hmm. creating that success plan, which is we're going to do this, then mm-hmm. we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. We may work on insulin, then stress hormone, yeah. and get to a place where they get their goals. Yes. And I think also along that line is letting them know, yeah, you know, if you're taking magnesium, mm-hmm. you may get loose stools. Don't mm-hmm. be surprised if you, you know, so not waking up in the morning yeah. and like wrapping themselves by accident. It just takes a, don't worry about it. It may yeah. not happen. This may be coming. Just be aware of it. Yeah. So I think letting letting them know, A, where their goals are going to mm-hmm. be met, but also yeah. pitfalls or things that may happen is great. When the worst thing I think a lot of clients don't like is like, yeah, you know, you never told me that if I take, you know, oregano, when I sweat, I'm going to smell like this. Yes. And then they're like, you just, yeah. just freaking tell yeah. me, you know. Yeah. And, and sometimes they get scared because they don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then they're waiting a week to talk to you again and they're like I don't know like what's this supposed to happen and I don't really want to I don't really want to bug him because I, I know he, I know he's busy like he's got a lot of stuff on the go I see him and, on Instagram yeah, like, exactly message him so yeah and then then they'll just kind of they'll what they will do is they'll hold back a little bit stop what they're doing which we know is not what we want them to do so yeah let them know let them let them know some of the the unknowns or if they feel like something is unknown like what to do instead this is what you should do. So there, you're never stopping your program. There's no stop, start, stop, start. It's a smooth, continuous flow for the, you know, sometimes for the bad, sometimes for the good. Yeah, because they could be like, yeah, you know, by the way, last Friday, just stopped doing this. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, what did you tell me? You know, yeah. like, tell me what's going on. But I think that comes back to us communicating. Sure. 
let them know the possibilities, like mm -hmm. you said, and then most of the time clients are pretty good to, to keep going if we let them know, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think the last part is the personable part of coaching. <laughs> so understanding, caring about the client, being human. Mm -hmm. I remember you, you say, used the term, don't be a freaking robot. Like, mm -hmm. care about the client, what's going on in their life. Doesn't mean you have to know their birthday and the birth of their child yeah. and the birth of their child's child, mm -hmm. but you got to know a little bit about them and care, right? So Sure. I mean, yes, we're coaches. And as coaches, uh, our goal is to hold people accountable. It's to help them do more than what their friends would do for them. So is it having a tough conversation? Yes. Is it, you know, when someone's doing well, but we know they could be doing better, that we're a little hard on them to push them that little more? Like coaches are never really happy with the result, especially if we know that they could do more. That being said, we can't be a robot. Online, we have to, we have to find different ways of, you know, finding out more about the person, but then interacting as if we're vulnerable, as if we're human. And yes, we're going to coach them and guide them. But at some points is that you need to find ways that it's not just, it's not just another session. And when you're here, it's, do you find it with their kids? Yes. Do you find it with little things? And sometimes it's, it's knowing what they're going through at the time. Like we've talked with clients before, like yeah. you have a client outside of here who's having really stressful, maybe work is really stressful and you've noticed that their meals haven't been on point or they're skipping workouts. Yeah. And instead of blasting them when they first come in and being like, okay, what's like wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. What you do you told want me to do exactly, with your yeah, life? Exactly. You told me this is what you want. Like, what's wrong with you? It's just like, like the, <laughs> hey. You're a disgrace. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they know how sessions go. They know that there's the intros and they, they know that, hey, like, let's talk about how things were. Like, you know, let's talk with the bowel movements. Let's talk with the food. However, you could surprise them in the first session and be like, hey, let's just talk for a second. Like, how's work? Like, how is it really going? Like, what do you find a struggling point? What do you find been working for you? And then start that debrief because it'll almost catch them off guard. And then from an emotional standpoint, they're going to have a chance to relax, start to become a little more rational. Because remember, when we're emotional, we tend to be really kind of all over the place. We'll tend to over agree to things. We'll tend to yeah. feel like we can do more just because we think that's what people want to hear. But when you tend to relax and just kick back into it, once you've allowed the person to, you know, to debrief a little bit to you from that emotional side of things, from that, hey, this is different, they'll actually relax. And because all of a sudden they realize that I'm not getting smashed by my trainer or my nutritionist, they're not like yelling at me because I'm skipping it, that they'll actually be more open, be more honest, and then they're willing to do a little bit more because their guard's not going to be up and they're not going to be like, it's me versus him today. It's, it's always in us. And whether it's having that easy conversation at the beginning, that's nothing to do with the actual session, but finding out them mm -hmm. that really translates into their buying back into the session. And then you may find that even if you took five minutes to do that, it'll actually propel into, you know, 20 good minutes of good conversation versus superficial, whatever, you know, conversations that you run into. I found that, you know, taking that time helps make what little time I have left more productive. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with you. You know, I had a coach and they were talking about uh, a client was not sending in their stuff yeah. on time. Mm -hmm. They were missing stuff. They weren't messaging back. Yeah. And we were talking about it and I said, you know what, you always want to wade in kind of carefully. Sure. You know, you never, you come in and drop the hammer on someone, you don't know what they're going through. And sure enough, the person mm -hmm. had a family emergency. That's why they weren't messaging back. Mm -hmm. You know, but in our minds, like, why are you messaging? You know, yeah. like, 
it's been three times. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't sent in your stuff. <laughs> you're a delinquent client, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah, really, you're fired. if she had yeah. gone in that way, it, maybe the client would have got upset, but yeah. you feel bad after, right? So it's yeah. going, hey, it's making sure you're okay. Yeah. Want to make sure everything's going on right in your life. Want your great results. Reminder mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. And then to find her, yeah, they, they had some struggles, right? So at yeah. least at that point, she didn't mm-hmm. have to step out of anything. Yeah. She wasn't stepping in, in crap for saying the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Client appreciated how she came yeah. about it. Yeah. And that goes a long way because mm-hmm. now the client leaves going, wow, if I have a rough time, do whatever. I can speak to her about it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be like perfect for my coach, which mm-hmm. is something you don't want your clients yeah. to feel right either, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. They need to understand that you're human. They want to know that you understand that they're human. And if you can maximize their potential, great. But it, it doesn't have to be done always one way. And our industry tends to get a bad uh, reputation because it always seems like everyone's alpha, you know, do as I say. And, and that, that comes across. And that can really be prevalent but it's really this dynamic of the relationships that, as a coach that makes things grow. Because it's more, it's not necessarily what you give as your meal plan. It's what you do surrounding it that really creates that, okay, I want to be with this guy. Like, it's not just, or this girl, because it's more like, they give me good meals and I, I can do things. But it's everything else. Like, they seem to have, like, a pulse for my life that that just, they infiltrate my life, not just my 15 minutes that I get to spend with them. And that, and that, and that trans, that translates into retention and in, in dollars and cents. And, you know, you can go to any gym or any, you know, any health and wellness place, you can get meal plans, but it's the coach that makes the difference to that meal plan. And that's where your retention comes from. Now, all this great stuff we're talking out there and, and pumping out, it all, it all, it's all fabulous. But let's, in all the years, and you've been coaching people, you've been coaching coaches and coaching mm-hmm. clients for, I don't know, 20 years for sure, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, been, it's been a while. Right? we got to be old, honest, right? You know, like, <laughs> so when has it not gone well? Let's just talk about a situation. Maybe coaching, coaching a client that was like, man, it just didn't go well. Like, mm-hmm. something was off. I misread them. You know, there was a miscommunication. It was not an altercation. I mean, like, yeah. you, you know, had to punch your client or nothing, but... Like, you know, like what's, what's maybe, has there ever been a situation where it's like, man, this was stressful. It just, it just, all the things I'm talking about, despite doing them, it uh-huh. still didn't go well. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen a lot, but it, it, it does happen. And maybe a little more than you think it does. Uh, I'm, I mean, there's two clients that really come to mind. One was an actual injury mm-hmm. uh, that happened when I was working with them. And that was super stressful. Oh, um, so that, that was, you know, that was Aaron, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it was, you know, don't hold take on, hold on. The, Can you, is, is that the case closed? Can we talk about this? I don't want to go after you legally, right? So no, no, no. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, everything was good. It all worked out. There was done, no, right? yeah, there was, you know, there was no negligence or anything. It was all, it was all good on there, but you know, erase con- that yeah, from the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, it was just, you know, it was, things were going you know, okay. Like with the client, um, they wanted something. So I was working and do my best to push their limits to what they could go. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was done properly. It was all the right progressions. Uh, still wanted more, so we, you know, we do a little bit more for them. And of course, injury happens, uh, and then you know, all of a sudden, you're getting you know, a letter in the mail saying, you know, you caused this. This is what's happening, and uh, you know, it goes out. You're getting a letter saying you got to appear before, you know, like a, I remember you know, that, uh, like an arbitration of some sort because they want to, you know, sue you for negligence. And yeah, that was stressful. I remember um, I got so called to go yeah. talk about that. I was like, I had a list of things amazing about yeah. you, yeah. clients, comments, everything. Letters behind your name, you know, I'm like, come on, I'm ready to drop this 
no lawyer's gonna make yeah. me look stupid in front of this, but yeah. I remember it all worked out. Yeah, that was one way. And that was just more because it was like the injury that that made it you know hard to work with. And of course, at the time, I was working with the whole family, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like you know one person gets injured, and I'm working with three more of the family, and all of a sudden now there's like a litigation. You're like, yeah. you know, so that made it awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming from more direct to your question that you asked me, that there was a particular you know gentleman I worked at. It was. Uh, you know, he was fairly high up in a company. His job was under a lot of stress. Uh, he wanted to, you know, initially in the assessment, he said he wanted to be pushed hard. He wanted to have all these things. And okay, so you know, <laughs> it's you know, he, it was five a.m. He was my first client of the morning. So me being my personality and being a little younger into the training world, I was pretty gung ho. So let's let's do this. Uh, and James, and you had long hair. When I yeah, first I had the long, just, yeah, longer James, hair, slightly curlish on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah long much, hair, a little less that. gray. You know, a little, know. little, little more, a uh, little more toned. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, coming from this, him coming from it was everything was like screaming at me, like you know, be alpha with this guy. This is this is what it's going to need to go do this, and uh, you know, coming across and coming across as being the ultimate alpha de- didn't help that relationship. He didn't want to be told what to do. Like he, he wanted to have more control, but yet everything in there was saying, do this, do this. And he's screaming. So, you know, we were going like, imagine two alphas, right? Two alphas in the same room trying to assert dominance and, you know, him in control of everything outside of in his life and me being in control of the one thing that he felt like he should have control over me, pushing him harder to do more, telling him that these things were here. If you want this, you got to, be better and do better. <laughs> I can imagine. It was like fire. It was like fire and gasoline, you know, gasoline, like it just ignited. So, oh you know, at one point it reached the tipping point. So it wasn't, it wasn't all that way. And eventually I learned just to cool it a little bit, but we, we didn't work well together. Yeah. And eventually it just came to the talk, like, you know, pass this person off to another person. To you fired work him, with. Didn't yeah, you? Yeah. No, I didn't <laughs> fire him. Get out of didn't my fire. It, was, it was a nice mutual, like, I think I'm not the right person for you. And sometimes that happens <laughs> as a coach. Like you gotta, you gotta know who's gonna work well with you. And if it's just not there, yeah. it's if you really want to help somebody, put them to the person who you think they're gonna work best with. I think right? that's, so a, that's don't, a, don't don't fight yourself because there's nothing worse than an energy sucking session where you're just where you're dying on the inside because eventually it's gonna come out and you're not gonna do your best work and that's only hurting them. I think that's a great point of one of. Um one of my buddies, uh, actually, I'm just going to be on the podcast at some point. Yeah. He told me the worst thing you can figure out, Ken, from a client is that you're not the right person for them. Yes. And you're still learning something mm-hmm. even when you learn that. Mm-hmm. So there, no matter what, we're always going to learn something in a session. Yeah. And I ne- never forgot that because if you aren't the right person, no harm, no foul. Let me yeah. help you find the right person yeah. and move yeah. on. Right? Well, that people appreciate that. They're like, yeah, thank you. You know what? It, you know, I, I didn't really want to say anything because I didn't want to hurt feelings. But thank you for putting with this person. And chances are, I've even had people refer because I did that. Yeah. Right. I know you work well with this person. You didn't work well with me, but you'd work well with my friend or whoever else. And mm-hmm. that one person who I felt I lost, I lost with, I actually gained. I gained two clients with. So you never know, right? Like, selfless. Yeah. You being the best that you can be, knowing that, you know, you're not the be all end all for everybody. That's a, that's an important point to know. Again, so even if you can't get clients to stay with you, yeah. they will send people. So you'll yeah. actually still keep getting clients. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a it's, win-win. It's yeah. that intention, yeah. I think, that intention. Comes yeah, it's, yeah, your intention for sure. Because it, it's it's the genuineness that you show and display that people will identify with. All right. We're going to recap. We're going to go through a couple things. So yeah. 
just for all of you listening out there, number one, the first thing we're going to look at is knowing the heartbeat of the client, right? Yes. Making sure you understand what they're about. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go into that session, whether it's in person, online, whatever, mm-hmm. you know how to treat them and how mm-hmm. to be with them. Yes. Right? Number two, letting them know what should be coming down the pipe. So mm-hmm. it's like giving them a little bit of advance. You know, mm-hmm. this is where you can be. You're on projection. If you're doing a protocol or something, this may happen. If you're doing a workout, you may feel this. Because clients like to know. And it's, it's weird. It's changing the world. You're going yeah. into a place that's totally new for them. It's, yeah. it's not for us. Yeah. And it's like, what are all these weird things happening yeah. to my body? Yeah. It, it's, it's an unknown. We can't assume that they know what we know. Yeah. Right? So don't don't leave them hanging. Like, give, How give could them you not food. know that taking <laughs> mag would make you poo yourself? Come on. Grow up. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And then number three, being personable. Mm-hmm. You know, being a human being, mm-hmm. knowing your client a little bit, caring mm-hmm. about them, yeah. right? And bringing that into the session, not just mm-hmm. being that regular robot mm-hmm. uh, all the time. Yeah, absolutely. That's where relationships grow. And, you know, there is, yes, results. We are a results-driven industry, but a lot of results can be driven better by having that human component to what you do. I, You know what, James, like I said, I have you in here because I've always watched you get great results with clients and just keep them. And I'm always like, wow, anyone that I can look at and respect and want to learn from, I figure coaches out there can definitely learn from yeah. too. So. Yeah. Uh, now, if people want to follow you, find you, because mm-hmm. you do a lot more than just FST, strength coaching, you know, teaching, yeah. running the world. You do a lot uh, of other things. You are an avid yeah. runner, which we yes. won't get too far into. That's a whole other podcast. Uh, that's a different podcast. How do yeah. we find you? How, if people want to, you know, learn from you or just kind of see what you're going on, what's the best way to kind of like follow you out? All right. So, so directly, you get, anyone can reach me at james at bleep.ca. That's my email. So James at BeElite.ca. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to give me a like and follow on Instagram, it's BeElitejames. So at BeElitejames, that's the best way of uh, finding me in the outside world. Uh, also check us out, www.beelite.ca. Uh, you can contact us that way. That's the three best ways of, of reaching me. So feel free, uh, shoot me a DM, talk to me. Uh, let me know if anything resonates with you. If you want to find out more about different coaching or just even be able to connect into into TM, you know, let let me know. I'll gladly work you that way. But uh, yeah, anything I don't mind sharing experiences because I feel that experiences help create uh, better learning experiences. And coming from you know this one little side note just to add in there is that people go, well, you sound like you're really good at sales. I- I'm not. I did all this because I sucked at sales. I, I really hated asking someone for money. So I, I promised myself I would do everything in the world to make it so that this person would literally go like, just take my card. Like just charge me. Tell me what I've it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for it. So throw money that's, that's, that, that, that's where that's where it comes from. But in general, now now I'm not afraid to ask. But just you know, reach out to me, email, Instagram, uh, check out our website, it's awesome. Uh, check out the transformation mentorship, uh, great program to be in, especially as you're learning your way. We're, we're, you know, we're dealing with shortcuts to help you make more, do more, be better in an industry that you'll love. There you go. You pretty much said it all. You know, we do, like I said, if you do want to find out more about coaching, we do a lot of coaching frameworks in the Transformation Mentorship. Uh, our next cohort is February 2023. Uh, what else? What else? What else? You already know you can find us on Instagram. Uh, our website is transformationmentorship.ca if you want to find out more about us. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it for today. James, it's been awesome having you on, brother. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it being the first person, the the inaugural in there, because we we go way back, so I really appreciate that. New levels, you know, new Mm -hmm. levels. Um, We're going to be on again. I think next time I want to talk about something to do with running. Uh I want to do that. Like maybe the mindset behind it. Like the crash and burning. Something, something. But we're going to, that's going to be our next one for sure. Sure. That sounds good. All right. Look forward to it. Thank you guys for joining us. I will see you all next time. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode today. 
let's hang out over on Instagram at Transformation Mentorship. And better yet, take a screenshot of this episode, upload it to stories, tag us, and let us know what you loved about the episode. We'll see you next time.